if you are located outside of the European Union, the United Kingdom and or Switzerland, then you need an authorized representative. So I have a good news, you have found it with Easy Medical Device. And if you are also in need of an importer in Europe and in Switzerland, then contact us definitely at info at easymedicaldevice.com. I-N-F-O at easymedicaldevice.com and I'm sure we can help you. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Monir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today we will do the November 2023 review. But before to start, I wanted to share with you our sponsor, which is MedBoard. So who is MedBoard? MedBoard, the regulatory research and intelligence platform, is focused on solving the problem with increasing news and data and new requirements as regulatory intelligence, post-market surveillance, clinical literature review, and many more. We are making trusted MedTech information and data more accessible, creating the largest information portal search and the best tools for review, intelligence, and portfolio management. We are already changing people's lives like you by reducing tedious manual and repetitive work or saving much time. Contact us at medboard.com to learn more about us and do a free trial. Okay, let's kick off this with the European Union. So what are some changes that are happening inside the European Union? So first we have the UDI for contact lenses. So we have a new um, regulation or new implementing act that was created specifically for UDI on contact lenses. There was before some MDCG guidance on this, but now there is a kind of a official document that is telling mainly when this rule on UDI for contact lenses will be implemented. And it will be by the 9th of November 2025. And this rule is mainly talking about the fact that there is a new level that is created for UDI. So we had UDI-DI, we had basic UDI-DI, now we have master UDI-DI. So mainly this is for contact lenses that have exactly the same um, some same parameters and you'll have to, to create a master UDI-DI. And if those parameters are changing, then you have to update the master UDI-DI. So to have more details about that, you can go on the show notes and you'll see uh, this implementing act about UDI-DI for contact lenses. Next, we have Udamed. So we talked about Udamed a lot of time. And I remember when I first talked about Udamed about its implementation, it was before even the UMDR was um, there. Then we had to discuss about some postponement, postponement. Uh, lately, it was like postponed until 2023. Uh, uh, 2024, uh, because uh, 2023 it was the end of the can transition. Then we had an audit, and 2024 it was like starting to be published officially in the uh, official journal. But we had a surprise because then they again postponed. And now, if you look at the image that is behind me or <laughs> here, um, you'll see that, yeah, there are some new information. First, the information is about the blue color on the each of the axes where we have 
mainly an information that the system is still under development for some uh, modules like actor until end of 2024 uh, 2023 uh, devices will still continue to be developed until uh, 2024 certificate etc so there are still some modules under development even if they are available uh, it's why mainly you have maybe seen some differences within your udamed uh, database um, from one day to another because there were some changes on it but we have also the information about mainly when this would be mandatory and it will be Q4 2027 or Q2 2028 for the module of device and certificates. So um, these are mainly the actual data that are provided and you can see on this image also that a big draft, which is like, we are still not sure. So, um, but anyway, to be honest, it doesn't change anything for, for, for us. Um, we'll have anywhere to register, we'll have anywhere to do all the work. The only thing that is really not good uh, for medical device manufacturers or the community in general is the fact that we are still struggling to understand if a certain device is already registered on the market or not on the EU market because this is the only way to know. As soon as it is on the UDAME database, then we know it is registered and it is approved by the authorities. But if, as UDAME is not mandatory for the moment, we can only guess that a product is uh, is approved. So I hope it will be coming quickly, but for now, apparently the date is 2027. So we still have a lot of time to wait before to have a database that will help us to understand if uh, uh, the product is CE marked in the European Union. Next, we have the MDCG guidance 2023-4. Uh, it is the MDCG guidance about uh, medical device software and combination with our hardware. So, uh, for example, smartphones that are using some camera or some, um, some um, uh, sensors that are then used by some uh, software that are considered as a medical device, software as a medical device. Then the question mainly is who will be um, validating that the sensors are capable to do the, the correct work for the software, etc. So who will be the one that will be guaranteeing that uh, the full system is okay? So the one that is guaranteeing that is mainly the medical device company, so for sure. So they have to do the test on everything. But if they can have a small support or some, some help from the manufacturers of uh, of software of um, smartphone or even any hardware possible it would be great I mean if, if uh, iPhone or if Apple can uh, create something that um, is granting that the sensors are really made for those kind of devices or Samsung or Huawei or Oppo or any other uh, devices here we talk about smartphone but we can talk about many other hardware devices that are that can be used uh, for for this kind of thing so yeah the idea of this MDC guidance is just to remind you that mainly um, we have uh, you have as a manufacturer to prove that your device is compatible with the hardware that uh, it is it is using and for that we'll talk about that later but we have made a podcast with uh, Eric Volbrecht Okay, now we have uh, received a new regulation or announcement about uh, some fees and um, charges that are payable to the EMA, so European Medicine Agency. So apparently um, there is some rules now about payment of some fees to the EMA. Uh, for medical devices, you will maybe say, what is the link? Because EMA is for the drugs. But uh, you may know that uh, the EMA is now in charge of the expert panels for medical devices. So inside this document, you will see a lot of things about the expert panel for medical devices. And you will see the prices that I think the manufacturers should pay, but 
I was not able to find <laughs> this information, where it says mainly you have to pay for the evaluation of this um, uh, by the expert panel. Here is the price for, uh, here is the cost for uh, the reporter, here is the cost for this, etc. So, and some of the co those costs are really huge, to be honest. It's really, wow, wow. it's a really important cost. So I would really advise you to look at those also uh, when you will be applying for EUMDR because maybe you think that only the uh, application is applicable only for the notified body, but you'll discover that by surprise, oh, you'll still have to pay some 50,000 euros for the expert panel or some more euros for that. So this can be a bit challenging also, and it's really not a good uh, advertisement for the UMDR again. But better you know that before than you receive uh, the invoice and say, oh, I never expected that budget on my application. I hope also notified bodies will inform you about that. So it's not like you are discovering that uh, late, uh, late. But with this document, you will know how much this costs. So it is by category of products, classification and everything. So you can look at that, but it's good to have this information now. So if you are applying now for an expert panel, this document will tell you how much it will cost uh, so that you can add also to your budget. So check the show notes. Okay, now notified bodies in Europe. So we have two new notified bodies, uh, one in Finland, which is called Certio Oi from Finland for MDR. Uh, no, for IVDR, sorry, uh, in Finland. And we have the first notified body in Turkey. So the notified body in Turkey is called Notice Belgelden Dirme, Belgelden Dirme, uh, which is the first Turkish notified body um, for MDR this time. So Turkey has an agreement with Europe to be included inside the European Union for medical devices. So it means that if you are located in Turkey, you can sell your products in Europe without an authorized representative, without an importer, and with your notified body that is anywhere in Europe. But it's the same if you are in Europe and you want to sell in Turkey, uh, you can sell in Turkey without notified, without uh, an importer or an authorized representative, and with any notified body also. And you can also be in Europe and choose a Turkish notified body for your product. So. This is really open, but it's good news. We have now the first Turkish notified body, uh, which then will help uh, the also Turkish manufacturers uh, to then uh, enter uh, more easily the, 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 the market in Europe because, yeah, it's better to have people speaking also the same language sometime uh, to have a great, uh, a good assessment there. So congratulations to um, those notified bodies. So now what is the count? We have um, 40 notified bodies under MDR. So we reached the 40 uh, level and 12 notified bodies under IVDR. So there are still uh, a lot to go to arrive already to the uh, situation we had under MDD and IVDD, but it's uh, already uh, a good thing. And um, we have then a new uh, call from uh, Team NB. Uh, so Team NB is the Association for Notified Bodies. Um, they have called for action to manufacturers, mainly to apply uh, quickly, uh, to apply to their notified bodies. First, yes, you have to do that because by next year, uh, if you don't have a notified body, uh, you may lose the extension of your transition period. So you have to have a notified body by mid of next year. Uh, second, um, 
Notified bodies have some slots. I mean, we look at uh, LinkedIn and we have some calls also from action from notified bodies to say, we have some slots, we have some availability, call us, etc. So it's a good use because we were struggling before just to find notified body. We were on the waiting line. Now they are available. So I really advise you to go through that. And I asked this question also to ChatGPT. I asked, should we go to notified body? Should we agree with Team NB? And the answer was yes. I will maybe create the image and send that to you so that you see also the answer uh, of, of, uh, of uh, ChatGPT. Okay, in terms of training now, so we have um, trainings that are already available on the website. So we have still a training about vigilance reporting uh, in Europe. So if you want to understand how to um, create your procedures for vigilance reporting, how to do the reporting, what are the different phases between the MIR form, the FSCA form, the FSN form, etc. So all those things to understand when to also uh, submit your vigilance reporting. Also talking about trend reporting. This is something that a lot of manufacturers are missing, trend reporting. So I'm explaining that to you uh, in this uh, training. Uh, so you can go to the show notes to get that. Uh, it's a self-paced uh, tra training. So you can go, you register, you then you have access to the different videos and to the different uh, elements and then you can uh, do it by yourself and at the end you have also a small exam to uh, validate uh, your knowledge. So uh, I hope yeah, this will be helpful for you. The second training is about audit readiness. So I have noticed that a lot of my customers were uh, not really understanding how to act during an audit, what will be an audit, how to prepare for an audit. So I created this course uh, to help you to prepare and then to act and then also to uh, know exactly what you should say, not say, etc. Uh, not to like lie to an auditor, but just to um, be careful of uh, that saying something that is wrong can maybe lead you to some non-conformity. So the idea is to be sure what you are saying is correct, be sure to have the facts, etc. So I try to explain that to you through the, this, uh, this training. So don't hesitate also to go the show notes uh, to get the, the, the training video. And the last is the Green Belt Certification Program. So the Green Belt Certification Program, this is the uh, my uh, famous uh, training on EUMDR. Uh, so we have updated also the training due to all the changes that are happening now with the EU uh, MDR uh, legislations. So the next uh, Green Belt sessions uh, will be on the December 11th and uh, until December 15th. So I've done the last session in December. Uh, so mainly we'll go through all the uh, different uh, um, chapters of the UMDR uh, through the overview of the timeline and everything, ch significant changes also. Uh, also about uh, economic operators, about uh, classification, conformity assessment, qualification as a medical device, notified bodies also. Uh, we'll go through the technical uh, documentation, quality management system, uh, and lastly, UMDR, uh, UDAMED, sorry, UDI, all those things. And you can get at the end an exam. And if you pass it, you'll get your diploma with your name and everything. So um, yeah, don't hesitate to register now on the website for uh, participating to the Green Belt Certification Program, the last Green Belt Certification Program uh, for this uh, for this year. And next year, there will be this one plus IVDR. So I finalized the IVDR one. So now I will also provide you an IVDR version of the, of the Green Belt. So I hope it will be helpful for, for you. Okay, Spain now. Spain is um, making a tour about the HTA. HTA is the Health Technology Assessment Regulation. Uh, mainly, uh, this is a regulation that is um, happening after 
I mean, is looking at your product after uh, your product is uh, already CE marked. So it's a post-marketing thing. And mainly this is the idea of that is to identify if your products can benefit from some uh, reimbursement, if the prices are okay, etc. to verify if the technology is still uh, safe, it's uh, better maybe to use, it's, it's state of the art, but it's also looking at equivalence between your technology and uh, maybe a better technology than to say that yours is maybe outdated now, etc. So those, um, this SGA is mainly an evaluation of your uh, technology to then for the policymakers to make some decisions about uh, is this worth to um, maybe put it under reimbursement process for some countries, etc. So the Spain, Spanish organization is now making a tour to make uh, education for that so you can uh, find the dates, I mean, find the, the communication that uh, the AFMPS is doing. Um, and you can also see mainly the, no, the EAMPS, sorry, EAMPS. <laughs> uh, and you can see mainly uh, the communication that they are doing that they are trying really to educate as much as possible on the HD. I think this will be starting a lot to be uh, with a lot of education on that. So it's important for you to understand what is HTA and how it is working. And I put also on the show notes the regulation of HTA so that you can check about that and see exactly what, um, uh, what it is and how it is working mainly. Okay, Switzerland now we have a lot of um, news about Switzerland. So. Um, Mainly the news are due to the fact that uh, the EUMDR is updating their timeline and something. So then Switzerland is also updating uh, their legislation to uh, be aligned with what the European Union is doing mainly. So the first one is the information sheet on products uh, without an intended purpose and the intended medical purpose. So Annex 16 of the EUMDR. Mainly it's um, information showing all the products that are considered as uh, um, in, uh, without an intent, uh, medical intended purpose, uh, explaining to you how you should act about that, what are the timelines also, uh, when you should be uh, following the EU uh, MDR or the MEDDO uh, for the Switzerland. There is also a frequently question and answer. So it's mainly copying mainly what the European Union has done last month about the um, Annex 16. So you can see that directly on the show notes also. Next one, we have the information sheet about obligations of economic operators. So this was already published before, so it's not a new document, but it's a new version, version 5, if I remember. And Principally, this is about this extension of timeline for UMDR, um, where they are mainly explaining if your certificate is valid or not, etc. What is the, some flowchart about it, etc. So, the idea is mainly to again inform you about the extension of the UMDR and aligning also again Switzerland with Europe in terms of the timelines and the date that manufacturer should apply for Switzerland also. So yeah, Switzerland is really trying to align a lot with the EU. I hope yeah, it's because mainly um, we hope that Switzerland will go back to European Union. There will be an agreement between Europe and Switzerland. So to do that, they are keeping the strategy to align with them so that when this agreement will be in place, there is no need anymore to change anything with their legislation because you are already aligned for, for that. So which is a good strategy. And last one about Switzerland is about uh, the information sheet uh, of general procedure for foreign governmental inspections in Switzerland. So when I read that, I said, oh yeah, it's, it's great. It's mainly about uh, 
uh, telling the foreign government that if they want to come to Switzerland to audit some manufacturers that are located in Switzerland, they have to inform them, they have to get an approval, etc. For, for that. So it's a document that maybe manufacturers that will receive an inspection should, um, should know and should understand because yes, there are some rules. They cannot just come to the country and audit you without or inspect you without uh, having a prior, uh, primarily informed uh, the Swiss medic about, about that. So read it if you are really um, maybe uh, registering your devices outside of uh, Europe or Switzerland and that you may have this kind of inspection coming. Okay, we decided to create a, a platform which is called MedTechConf. MedTechConf is made for MedTech conferences. So mainly what we are trying to do is um, to uh, put in place all the conferences that are existing in the MedTech industry in one map or one website where we can then see at which time those conferences are, are happening, uh, what are the websites where you can register, etc. So instead of you going to each website to check when are the, those conferences, the idea is that you are directly going to this um, website and you can see directly on the map all the conferences per region, per everything, and you can zoom and you can find the information and, and, and check about them. So many of these are conferences that are still available, the ones that are uh, already obsolete are disappearing of the map, so you can see that directly. So. Um, for now, it's like a manual process. So I created a Google form where you can just register your conferences and then we can publicize that if I can say on the website. We created also a LinkedIn page for MedTechConf so that we are trying also to um, publicize that. So if you are looking for conferences, then try to go to MedTechConf to check uh, the ones that we are registered. It's just the beginning, so not all of them are there. But what we are expecting by communicating with you is also that you are helping uh, us to find out all the conferences that may exist and then to fill out this Google form and then we can put that on the website. For now it's free, so no need to pay anything for that. We will think maybe of a monetization process later. Um, but for now, everything is free. The ideas mainly to to see what is happening uh, on the website, uh, on, on the platform, and what uh, where we can maybe um, network, which conference is existing. Uh, we can also open that to some trainings also. So the idea is mainly to communicate about what is happening on the medtech uh, industry. And uh, we have for now two events that I will be participating to. The first is next week, is Medica, uh, from November 13th to uh, 15th. So I will go to interview people to meet also some customers so it will be I hope a great event for everybody uh, so don't hesitate to uh, contact me if you uh, are at Medica so that we can also meet I can maybe also make an interview of you uh, and then uh, next event just after Medica uh, I mean when I say just after is that I will travel from Medica directly to Strasbourg uh, from Dusseldorf to Strasbourg to go to the team PRC event uh, which is in Strasbourg so where we'll have the meeting of all the PRC uh, so if you haven't already register for the team PRC you can still register I hope there will still some place available but it will be a great uh, place to meet all the PRC and also to meet the EU Commission the team uh, some associations etc of PRC so that you can also uh, discuss with them uh, explain maybe um, your I have some question maybe about your doubts about being a PRC or not etc so this is the event that mainly you have to go if you are a PRC Okay, Turkey now. So Turkey issued a communication about 
products that are not considered as a medical device, which I, I like. It's not uh, like um, strange. It's uh, I like it because mainly we have sometimes a lot of questions about is this product a medical device or can you help me to register this product as a medical device? And when you look at it, you say it's not a medical device. This so yeah, they created this document. It's in Turkish, but with your browser, you can maybe translate and then translate everything. And for example. They put on the list like some hair conditioners in hospitals, some teeth whitening products, some body bags for a mortuary uh, corpse, uh, so sun creams, uh, mask, gloves, or manu uh, manufactured for personal protection, so it's PPE, not medical devices. So there is a list, a big list. So this can be also interesting for you just to read that to understand maybe why these are not medical devices because some of them are really borderline so you think why this is not a medical device and then when you are understanding clearly how it's working and the internet purpose you say yes it's not a medical device like a trolley that you are bringing to the rooms uh, of uh, patients it's not a medical device unless really it has a medical device function but it's just pushing a trolley with the things on it is not really a medical device thing. So this is really some, a communication that is great from the Turkish government. Maybe it could be also something that, uh, that you can do on one of the MDCG guidance to include on the products what is not a medical device. So to have really a clear understanding also uh, of that. Okay, um, next communication is about uh, my partnership. So the partnership of Easy Medical Device and S-Cube Technologies. So we have created an EQMS, so-called Smart Eye. Um, so this EQMS is now evolving. We are really including a lot of uh, new functionalities inside, uh, mainly because we are listening to our customers that are using, uh, using Smart Eye. So Smart Eye, again, is an EQMS that has multiple modules. Uh, it's helping you to manage your documentation for quality management and regulatory affairs also. So there is a module for design and development where you can follow all the steps of design and development uh, from uh, design input, design outputs, um, user needs, etc. Validation, verification, risk management. All those steps are, uh, there is a workflow for that directly on the, on the system. Uh, you have also change controls. You have quality management system for documentation. You have trainings also. So each time you create a document, you can send it for a training to your people and then people, those people will be trained and they sign a document to say, I've been trained to that, etc. You can make a quiz also to verify if they really understood what they read, etc. etc. Uh, you have non-conformity, CAPA, uh, compliance, management. So there is also a workflow for that. Uh, you have supplier management also. You have regulatory registration also. So if you register your products in many countries to keep track of all this, you have this uh, module also where it gives you also an alert. You says, oh, my registration will be done in three months. So then uh, you have to maybe re-register, redo uh, some kind of uh, uh, re-registration on the country. Or you can say, I want to be alerted two years before. So then you have some time to do that. Thing. So the idea is mainly to help medical device manufacturer as much as possible. So don't hesitate to uh, ask for a demo uh, of the system. We can make a, a short demo just to show you the, all the functionality. And if you are uh, part um, uh, of uh, the customers of uh, SmartEye, then we, you'll have also a bigger training with all the functionalities and everything on it. So don't hesitate to go to the website smart-i.io. So smart-i.io and you can find all the information and then you can also ask for, for a demo. So don't uh, also hesitate to go to the show notes to find this information. 
Okay, USA now. So USA, uh, since October 1st, uh, you can use or you have to use uh, the e-star form for your 510k submission. So the e-star form, so it's the new form uh, that is a PDF file that you have to fill and attach all the documents inside then to create your 510k application for, for it. So there is a guidance that is created for that. Uh, the link is also on the show notes. Uh, so this document is great. I mean, because it's really guiding you through all the, the, the fields. Uh, as soon as you select a certain thing, it will or remove some other fields that are not necessary or include new fields or open new boxes, etc. So it's really dynamic. Um, I would not call it digitalization because it's just a PDF file that you are filling, but it's going in the right direction in terms of uh, harmonizing the way that people have to create a 510k application with all the information that are uh, inside. So I really advise you to even have a look, just open an eStar template just to check how it's working and to look at it um, so that you, you are aware and that you can brag on people to say, yes, I know what is an eStar and I know what how it is working. So don't hesitate to go to the show notes and you'll find all the information. Australia now. Australia uh, is creating a webinar in November 21st, 2023 at 11.13.30 Australian time. A-E-D-T. So just uh, to, not, uh, to not think that it will be like, uh, it will be really late apparently in the, in the evening if you are in Europe. Uh, but yeah, if you are interested, so this uh, webinar is about UDI. So UDI will be also implemented by TGA in Australia. And the idea is to explain to you why this will be beneficial for everybody, how it will be working, etc. So mainly UDI will be harmonized everywhere in the world uh, soon because we talk about that in many other countries. So it will be good to have an understanding if there are some differences between Europe and TGA. There are some differences between Europe and USA, but because for example in US, in the US there is no basic UDI-DI. I think they have also no master UDI-DI like for contact lenses. Uh, so uh, maybe in, in, in Australia there are some differences, maybe in Saudi Arabia there are differences, etc. etc. So the idea is to really have an understanding of what is the difference for your company related to the registration in different countries and related to the UDI. So don't hesitate to go to the show notes and apply for, I mean, register for this webinar where you can uh, look at this. So remember it's 11.30 AEDT, so Australian time. Okay, so podcast nostalgia. So we had four podcast episodes lately. So the first one is about what are some pitfalls uh, to avoid during software design with uh, Veronica Michalouk uh, so from HTD. So mainly we talked about um, design and development of software and what are some issues that those developers are doing because we have a lot of newcomers uh, to this. Uh, so companies that are trying to ma manufacture medical device software, but they have no clue about all the documents and they wait until the end to then ask uh, what should we do to be compliant to the regulation. So many the ideas to be more proactive. So we talked about that many with, uh, with Veronica. Uh, next one is uh, Afri Summit. So I was in Egypt and um, for Afri Summit in Cairo and we had to, uh, we, I had interviewed a lot of people there. So uh, mainly we had uh, for the first interview, uh, for the first part, uh, we had Morad Ajan from the DMP, the Moroccan Authority, where we talked mainly about the situation in Morocco for medical devices. We had Rana Shalhoub from uh, Mekomed, uh, where we talked mainly about uh, the situation also uh, in um, the Middle East, in Africa, for uh, the association, for uh, the progress that is happening 
also in the region in terms of regulations. And we talked to her then with the Dr. Mona Al-Moussali uh, from Pierre Consulting, who is organizing this um, event, the Afri Summit. And uh, mainly we reviewed all what was well, was good, and the advantages of having this kind of summit uh, for the Africa and Middle East region. Then uh, part two, uh, we had uh, specifically the Egyptian uh, uh, operators. So we had Nora Al-Hariri from the EDA, the Egyptian Drug Administration, where we talked about the, all the progress that the EDA is doing now for including medical devices rules and improving also the situation for uh, medical device manufacturers. And we had uh, Mohamed Mahdi uh, Gonim, who is one manufacturer of IVD in Egypt and explaining mainly why Egypt is really a great country to go uh, if you are manufacturing uh, uh, medical devices, uh, to go as a manufacturer, also to go as to, for selling your, your devices mainly there. So it was a great interview. So thanks for all of them for being part of, uh, of this. Next, um, last week, we had the podcast episode with uh, Eric Volbrecht on the MDCG 2023-4, for uh, which I called it mainly validate your iPhone, Samsung Galaxy, Huawei, etc. for your software as medical devices. But it's not only that, it's all hardware devices that are used specifically with uh, medical device software, uh, single uh, SAMD, so software as medical device. So mainly the idea was to explain this guidance because there was a lot of... Um, I'd say a lot of, uh, criticism, I don't know, or a lot of discussions, a lot of complaints, a lot of things about that. So uh, the idea was really to explain again, what is it for? What is the reason for this kind of guidance? And the fact that what was written on the guidance was really logical also. So don't hesitate also to go to this episode to understand more about uh, the situation for uh, this guidance. And also, if you are a medical device software that is using those kind of platforms, to know exactly what you should expect from the authorities regarding your products. Okay, so it was really a pleasure to provide you uh, this uh, monthly uh, update. Uh, so don't hesitate to contact me if you have any questions. If you have also some projects uh, for medical device, uh, your medical devices in quality and regulatory affairs, don't hesitate to contact uh, uh, me. Uh, I can, we can help you. We are a consulting firm, so we can do consulting. We are also authorized representative importers. Uh, we are also trainers, so I can train uh, also your um, your uh, company or your people about um, medical device regulation and quality so don't hesitate to contact me if you have any question then so thank you very much and i wish you a nice day thanks for listening so if you like this episode please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it and also don't forget to share it with your colleagues thank you very much